بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين. I think as most of us are probably aware by now, the day of Ashurat, I believe, will be on Monday, and the Prophet taught us that whoever fasts this day, <coughs> excuse me, whoever fasts this day, the tenth of Muharram, the day of Ashurat, then the reward is that their sins are forgiven from the previous year. Whenever we have anything like this highlighted in our tradition. The Prophet is, if you think about it, take a step back and look at how many times he's constantly encouraging us, do this small thing and the reward is significant. Do a little bit of this and then the reward is huge. Practice this, do this consistently, and then the reward will be more than what you would expect. The input is a little bit, but then the, the output, the outcome is far greater than that. What is the primary significance? There's a primary significance and then also a secondary importance in relation to that day. But the, the primary reason for that day is the reason why we're fasting that day, if we can. And let's say a sister, if they want to fast, but they can't, they're still rewarded because of their niyyah, because of their intention. Some people have serious health conditions and they would if they could, but they can't. They still get that reward because of the value, because of the weight that their intention carries. The primary significance of that day is because this was the day when Prophet Musa and his people, they were saved from Fir'aun. This is the primary significance of that day. This is the reason why it's so highly encouraged to fast that day. And the Prophet also mentioned towards the end of his life, that if I live to see next year, then I'll fast the ninth and the 10th. And if you look at what scholars have said, the, the safest approach if you fast, so there's the main day, the day of, and then if you pair it with either the day before or the day after, or if you want to just do as much as you can and do 9, 10, and 11, then you're guaranteed to catch that day. What is some of the wisdom behind this? Why, why is there this idea of pairing it with the day before or the day after, or maybe all three? We see this every year. Whenever Ramadan comes around, for example, one community, they start on a Monday, Another community, they start on a Tuesday. Okay, so which night is really the night of the 27th, for example? Which night is an odd night or an even night? If you start on Monday and Tuesday, you're going to have opposite even and odd nights. So the opinion for Laylatul Qadr out of those odd nights for one community is going to be different than the other community. But as we know, there's one Laylatul Qadr. So when the Prophet encouraged us, yes, seek out the odd nights, but the safest approach is to try to get all ten. So if you have, for example, one community, if they calculate Muharram to start on one day and another community starts on another day, if you fast all three of these days or even two out of the three, then you're going to, there's a higher likelihood, a higher chance of basically cashing in on that reward, so to speak. The primary reason is because this is when good triumphed over evil. The practice of fasting on this day is not supposed to be limited to just the physical aspect of fasting. It's not just about the, 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 the physical process of that, but it's also supposed to be a reflection within each and every Muslim, whether they're fasting or not, whether they can or cannot fast, to reflect internally regarding the principles in that matter. The Mosaic principles and the Fir'auni principles. Who was Prophet Musa motivated by? What, what was motivating him? What was inspiring him? Allah. 
إِنَّنِي أَنَ اللَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا أَنَا فَعْبُدْنِي وَأَقْمِ الصَّلَاةِ لِذِكْرِي You go through Surah Taha, you have one verse after another for a good chunk of the surah, really focusing on Prophet Musa alayhi salam. His primary focus, his primary niyyah, his primary intention was for Allah. And then on the flip side, you have Fir'aun, this trademark narcissist basically, along with Iblis. But from the human perspective, you have Fir'aun. His primary motivation, his primary, what drove him was always himself. He referred to himself as Rabb. I am your Lord the Most High. Musa's message is Allah is the Most High and he's applying that to himself. If you notice, there's wisdom behind the fact that the name of Fir'aun, Fir'aun is his title, the name of Fir'aun is not explicitly mentioned. You have the reference of Haman, you have the reference of, of some of those around him, Qarun, but his name isn't mentioned. There, there, there's a layer of wisdom within that. The main point is not necessarily what was his name specifically. The main point is that this is an example of how if someone is led by their ego, if they're driven by their nafs, then the, look, at the, look at the end result. We heard some very powerful ayat from Surah Ghafir, also known as Surah Mu'min. When you go through that surah, again, a, a good portion of it is dedicated to Prophet Musa alayhi salam and, 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 and that time. So this is before he makes it out of Egypt. The, the name Surah Mu'min refers to Mu'min Ali Fir'aun. وَقَالَ رَجُلٌ مُؤْمِنٌ مِنْ آلِ فِرْعَوْنَ There is this secret believer from the people of Fir'aun, from the family of Fir'aun. He was within, you could say within his cabinet. But he secretly believed. And he, he kept that hidden in his heart. Allah mentions this in the surah. You, you never know where that good person may be. There are so many lessons and so many layers behind the fact that this is the most referenced story in the Qur'an between good and evil, between Musa and Fir'aun. Eventually, good prevails. It's not just about fasting that day, but also reflecting internally at home. In reality, am I more like Musa or Fir'aun? In the masjid, am I more like Musa or Fir'aun? In the workplace, am I more like Musa or Fir'aun? Every Muslim thinks to themselves, of, of course I'm like Musa. But how much are you willing to bank on that? How certain are you? Because if a person thinks to themselves, oh, I'm definitely 100% certain, that's the number one signal that there's something to be worried about, something that needs to be polished. All the way at the end, this is in Surah Yunus, we'll conclude with this, all the way at the end of the life of Fir'aun. Allah gives us this, this inside scope of things. We wouldn't know we weren't there, but Allah tells us at that time, all the way at the end of his life, he's trying to say his shahada. At that point, it's too late. At that point, it's too late. So there has to be reflection coupled with the practice of the fasting. It's not supposed to be empty fasting where it's only physical. The Prophet himself criticized that. Some people, they get nothing out of fasting other than hunger and thirst. Nothing from qiyam other than tiredness and, fa and fatigue. There's supposed to be a reflection, this internal process of really taking a step back, taking an honest, hard look internally within oneself. What am I preparing for when I meet Allah? And am I, am, am I more like this figure or like that figure?
We ask Allah to make us more like Musa, and we ask Allah to protect us from being like Fir'aun. We ask Allah to follow in the right footsteps, and we ask Allah to protect us from being led by our ego and going in the wrong direction. Amin Rabbil Alameen. Wa akhir da'wan alhamdulillah.